Jonestown. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, I am so glad that you're here hanging out with me today. I've got a fantastic guest on here that was requested by you, and he's this, I think it's his fourth time on the show, maybe third. My brother from another mother, uh, obviously, <laughs> Ariel Rivera. I got to spend some time with him uh, not too long ago um, at the One City World Tour. We get to run around at different PIA events together. Uh, we've shared several stages and mics together. I love the guy dearly. I know you do too. If you haven't heard him, hang out because we uh, are going to have such a good conversation. I can't wait for you to check this episode out. This episode is sponsored by uh, my good friends over at Smart Choice. Uh, Smart Choice is the fastest growing agency network for a reason. I just found, actually found an official list where they're in like the top five of agency networks by premium and by, you know, agents and uh, agencies and whatever else. They do a great job. And every one of those people who have signed up for my show, they always reach out and say, thank you so much for hooking me up, blah, blah, blah. So if you're looking for one market or 10, or if you're looking just to improve your agency, go to smartchoiceagents.com, check them out. Also, my friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution. To getting the deck pages, you need to quote your prospects. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check it out. Get a demo, get a discount. They are the best, hands down. Uh, and now they're doing commercial, so you can get those loss runs. You can get all the information on their deck pages. You can get uh, driver's list. You can get claims info. You can get anything and everything that you need just by sending that link to your prospect or your current client if you're at renewal status, whatever it might be, usecanopy.com backslash Heath. And lastly, CoverDesk. Guys, we talk about CoverDesk in this episode uh, a little bit, but I, I do want to stress to you, if you're looking to solve a hiring issue, you've got a position open in your office, you've got some things that need to get done, you need to reorg, whatever, Look no further than CoverDesk. CoverDesk is a great option for you to be able to either offload some administrative tasks or hire someone to do some prospecting for you, or you could have someone they even do, you know, you could have someone do your accounting. CoverDesk.com is fantastic. They also have a team for quoting, or you could do a team for remarkets, reshops, all kinds of things. Going to this hard market right now probably wouldn't be a bad idea to look at CoverDesk, CoverDesk.com, check them out. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this fantastic episode with my good friend, Ariel. Ariel Rivera, what's happening, brother? What's up, my man? How you doing, Mr. Mayor? I am good, bro. It is so good to see you. I feel like it was just yesterday, but um, before that, it had been a while. So I was glad to catch up with you recently and hang out a little bit. Uh, how's life treating you over there in Florida? It's been treating me beautiful. I can't complain. It's it's crazy busy how the Florida market, because, you know, as every insurance professional knows, uh, the Florida market is just uh, kind of like the wild, wild west. By the way, it was awesome seeing you and your wife uh, at the One City World Tour. I always yeah. enjoy spending time with you guys, especially more with your wife. You're not as cool well, as she course. is, but it's all She's good. Way, I still love you anyway. <laughs> she is way cooler than I am. And everybody says that, Ariel. It kills me. I'm sure you get the same thing with your wife. But every time oh. we go to an event, people are always like, 
Yeah, we'll talk to Stacy. We don't care about heat. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> nah, but it's always good to be around you, my friend. I'm always yeah, happy to brother. see you, and I love everything you're doing. Congratulations on the consulting, Dude, and thank you. and yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun year to watch you. Man, I appreciate. it. I feel the same way, man. Getting to see you at one city, you got to be on stage and doing your thing, and then just seeing it's cool to see. Like I know you, and I think ah, oh, it's just Ariel. But then when people are like flooding around you and wanting to talk to you and like you're a famous guy and i just like it's cool to know somebody famous well no i wouldn't say i'm famous it's just uh it's it's humbling i one of the things i love is to share my passion and love for the insurance industry so for people i know this is like your third or fourth trip around the the sun with us at insurance town and i love when you come to visit it makes me happy uh so for those who haven't you know heard you on the other ones do let's do a quick recap a little quick trip down memory lane just tell you know, a, a quick story about who you are so people know how awesome you are. Perfect. Thank you for your kind words. Um, so, yeah, born and raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I started in the insurance industry when I was 22 years old, right out of college. Like 90% of us, uh, we I started by chance or luck. I had no idea um, what was going on, how to work on the insurance industry. Saw a flyer at the University of Puerto Rico when I came back from the University of Massachusetts, started doing my master's degree, and it said, work very little, manage your own time, be your own boss, John Hancock, right? Isn't that amazing? I wish it were true. That is completely false. It takes you a lot of hard work and effort to actually, um, you know, make, make a lot of money. And more than that, to manage your own time, there's no whole time. Your clients own you, right? It takes years to understand how to move yep. away from that. So yeah, started my first agency in Puerto Rico for in uh, back in 2004. I had that agency for 17 years, expanded to Florida and at the end of 2019. And I opened uh, their insurance agency in Jacksonville, Florida. That's where I am right now. Uh, I ended up selling my Puerto Rico agency. Beautiful transaction. My whole team went to the new agency that acquired mine. Uh, I have a wonderful relationship with the new owners. We're friends. We actually do a lot of business together. Um, and yeah, um, throughout my career, I since I didn't know much what I was doing and I had to learn the hard way, one thing I can tell you for sure, and to everybody who's listening, insurance education is crucial for your success, right? And, and yes. the CIC, CISR, CRM, uh, the CPIA from the AIM Society, which was recently merged with PIA, um, who, and those of you who don't know, PIA means professional insurance agent, which is a national trade organization as well. So I went to study when I was, uh, I took my CIC designation in 2007, and that's where kind of a calling, let's just put it that way. I wanted to help others, and I became probably the youngest or one of the youngest uh, CISR, which is Certified Insurance Service Representative designation from the National Alliance, their instructor in, 20, in 2008. So in 2008, I started teaching insurance. I was just 26 years old back then, um, but I was super passionate about the industry, everything I was learning. I mean, I literally nerd out, you know, it's a, and that's where I, yeah, I listen, I nerd out full. So anyways, uh, long story short, right after I started teaching, I got involved with PIA of Puerto Rico back then. And then after being involved with them for a couple of years, I got my position as the national director uh, for PIA Puerto Rico on the PIA national board. So I've been at that national board for a couple of years now, uh, I think eight, nine, I don't know, maybe 10. Um, Yeah, um, I've been around, I've been involved. I'm young enough to understand 
how young guys think and old enough to understand how the industry works and how it's supposed to work. Then uh, two years ago, I created Fun Insurance Solution because insurance is fun, right? Sexy, yes, beautiful, and fun. I don't care what anybody says. It is fun. It's stressful as heck. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it's super fun. I mean, we get to meet great people like you, your wife, your family. I mean, uh, so so many, so much amazing people across the country. And I, no, I, uh, I agree. I am a certified, you know, teacher for the AIM Society for the CPIA program. And nice. I think that's super cool that they were purchased, you know, and they were joined in by the PIA. So that's awesome to have that. I was glad to hear that was something we could bring up nationally and talk about on the air. We realized that it was the right move to merge with a national education organization because education has been the core, one of our core values of PIA on a national level and on the state level. So it made a hundred percent sense. And, sure it did. you know, it was a, it was a wonderful transaction and, and it was designed for us to just keep helping our members, but not only our members, just everyone across the industry. Well, what so, I think, yeah, what I think is great about that is with the CPIA program, you not only get phenomenal training and good content, about marketing and sales, but you also get hours for your continuing ed Yep, that's phenomenal. So you could have somebody start in your agency tomorrow as a producer, send them through CPI one, two, and three, and get basic sales skills that would take them from zero to 60 in t- three days. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and a complete understanding yep, of the industry. Yes. I'm sorry. Yep. And it's not coverage. I mean, it's not like that because it's too hard to do that with different states and everything. But it's like how to market, how to sell, how to prospect, how to close, how to retain all of those things that you need in your organization and you need in your sales skills that just help you. I mean, one of the things I learned years ago, gosh, I can't remember when CPI, when I first took CPI, but I feel like it was a long time ago. They were teaching QR codes back then. I feel like it was 2008 or nine. And now QR codes have made a big comeback recently. But I remember putting on the back of my business card a QR code. I got to cut sorry. you on that. I got to cut you off. I'm so sorry. I don't want to be disrespectful. Go cut me off, bro. My my agency in Puerto Rico, we were the first insurance agency in the, in the island and probably one of the first in the country to use the QR code at the end of 2006, right? And, yes. and this is kudos to my... Uh, um, uh, I forgot how do you call that thing. Anyway, kudos to the guy that dealt with my logos and everything. Um, graphic artist. There we go. And we had that QR code. We used it for like two, three years, maybe till 2009. Yeah. And we said, you know what? It's uh, This is not working. We'll just remove it from the business card. And I still have a couple of those business cards. And I think I told this to somebody at the One City World Court. Uh, the One City World Tour. And I'm like, I am so disappointed in myself. I should have kept using it because then people will start seeing it and, and saying, wait, you were one of the OGs in this. <laughs> yes. One That's of one of the things. And you had it first... as well. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's aims.org or aimsociety.com. Aims or Society, yeah. And just so but, uh, for the purpose of, um, of everybody understanding, if you don't know what CPA stands for, it stands for Certified Professional Insurance Agent, right? Thank you for and, clarifying that. And, that's and you, yep. Yeah. You could tell everybody, hey, I'm a certified. Yep, certified. You know, kudos to, first of all, Bradley and Scott and the Glovebox team for putting together the One City World Tour. I thought it was a great event. And while we were there, you know, the cool thing about that is, and I love going to local PIA events. I love going to local events. Those are fantastic. I love them. 
shout out to my wife and all the other PIA execs to put those on. But when you go to an event like that, uh, at one city world tour, you get, I mean, it's basically agents only and producers and agency owners only. And you get people in these little pockets that are talking about all kinds of things. And I just happened to be sitting in a, in a, a group with you and, you know, several other agency owners. I think we had some other people from, uh, I forgot, a, maybe it was AMS 360, where we started talking about technology and we started talking about this or that. And somebody had asked you about what you're doing with now certs and some of the things you're doing. And I was just like, I'm going to sit back and just listen to what <laughs> Mr. Ariel's got to say, because you were dropping all kinds of knowledge on that. Number one, you got to have an AMS. And one of the things that we discussed on the panel uh, the last uh, day at the One City World Tour, and I would piggyback on your words to say kudos to Bradley and Scott for such an amazing event. Uh, the lineup of speakers was awesome. So, you know, I was just humbled to be part of it and, and talk about technology. But going back to that lunch we were having, the conversation was more about understanding your agency, right? Understanding your clients, understanding your yeah. culture. Uh, what is your organizational culture? What is your client's culture? Who do you yeah. serve? I mean, do you serve uh, for us? You know, we do. We serve everybody in the Florida, as many as we can. But we also serve the Hispanic and Latino community in Florida. Right. So you can have the greatest automation, the biggest uh, CRM in the world, the greatest sappier connection, which full disclosure, I'm not techie at all. I just love learning and I love to make my life easier. And that's why I integrate and try to do as much as I can in terms of automation. But like I said that day on stage, it never substitutes picking up the phone, talking to a client and making things right, explaining the policy, letting them understand. So going back to that lunch, it was a it was a very humbling experience because, you know, you have other agents from across the country asking you, what are you using? Should I use this? What's your recommendation? So it was nice to let them know, listen, you got to combine a good phone system with a good agency management system with a good CRM, right? Nowadays, there's a lot of AMS that they also provide CRM. There's no right or wrong. It's what works for you, what works for your agency. You can go out there and get the best CRM in the world, you know, like agency Zoom or better agency yeah. or things like that. But if your CSRs at the agency or your producers are, let's just say, 60 years plus, that might not be the best thing for them because they're not used to this type of technology. But if you have uh, maybe, you know, younger people in your team that are more towards technology and integration and all that, that might be more effective. I'm not saying the 60 plus won't be able to use them or enjoy them. They are. And probably it's going to make their life easier. But it's just the culture of the agency will play a huge role towards what you integrate. Right. And the most important thing is you got to have systems. <laughs> I have seen through the mergers and acquisition advisory side that we do at Fund Insurance Solutions, agencies, a million dollars in revenue, still working on spreadsheets, okay? Excel spreadsheets. And I'm sure you've seen that on your consulting. That is nuts. When you look at that, you say, you if you had integrated five years ago, five years ago, the right technology, your agency's revenue would not have been a million. It would easily be two, 2.5 because you're still doing everything manually, right? Or on paper. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what makes you happy and that's how you sleep well at night, fine. 
but it might not be the best use of your time and it might not be the best way to scale your agency, whereas technology can help you a lot with that. Yeah, and I love that you talk about, you know, integrations and doing some of those things because whether it's, you know, a natural integration or a Zapier integration or whatever it might be, I think that's huge. And so I would say I agree with you. Um, you got to have a management system. And I'm shocked at how many agencies out there still don't have a management system. I'm shocked by that. It's amazing. I just that was and like, successful, successful agencies. It's I'm, so, I'm, I'm shocked. But number two, and I think a lot more are doing this now, you have to have a CRM, a healthy, strong CRM, in my opinion, you know, that can do some of those cool things, whether it's email automations or, you know, touch points or what, being able to track the numbers and be able to look at how many times you've done this or that. I think you've got to have some of that. But then there's so much other, you know, technology out there within our space that you can connect within your agency to make things that much better. Another thing that I know about you, and we don't have to throw any, any. I know we already did a small commercial for announcer, so we'll stop that. <laughs> but no matter who you use, I do know that you also take advantage of using virtual assistants as well. And I think yep. so many agencies that you know are looking at hiring problems right now and looking at like, I don't know where to find good talent and all that kind of stuff. There's so much stuff outside of technology you can use by utilizing a virtual assistant. And I'd love to hear from you as a, a small small business owner, a small agency owner, whatever it might be, to be able to be as successful as you are, you know, talk to me what that looks like. I'm going to go grab a drink of water while you talk about this. I can hear you in the other room. But what, what does that look like <laughs> for your agency? And what, what could you tell other agencies using virtual assistants? So the first thing, go ahead. The first thing I got to say, it's uh, no matter what, understand your state laws, right? Every state is different. There's many things, uh, rules and regulation that they can vary by state. So understand your state laws and regulations towards the insurance industry. And once you do that, you get you set up yourself to hire a virtual assistant and understand the following. This is not a magic pill you're going to take and now everything is going to be fine. Hiring a virtual assistant is, it's, it takes time, right? It takes effort from you. Again, it's going to be a lot of help, but the number one thing you really, really, really have to understand, they are not designed to substitute your CSR, your producers, your, no, 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 no. They are designed to complement them, right? So you use those VAs to help your agency grow, to make it better, to provide a system. That's why the word they says, says it like that, a system, to provide that assistant or that professional remote worker to your team or even to yourself. You can be a one-man shop and you can run a profitable agency and be very happy and comfortable with maybe two virtual assistants. And then you go out, now you grew enough uh, and you have enough money in the bank to hire somebody and you go out and you hire a book retention specialist, a licensed book retention specialist, and you pay them $60,000, $70,000 a year. But you, you got there because you were able to use uh, a virtual assistant who is there literally, follow the word, to assist you, right? They're not necessarily there to sell insurance. I know some states allow it, some don't. Uh, they're not necessarily there for call calling or things like that. Again, some states allow them, other states not. Uh, as long as they're not doing any type of insurance transaction, right? And you got to look at the insurance code in your state to make sure you're in compliance. Depending on what you want them to do, it's how you're going to hire and train, right? They do come with the basic training of agency management systems, of CRM. I mean, they, they, depending on, it doesn't matter which company you go to, most of them are really good. 
What it matters is the amount of time you put in to make it better. So I changed for Florida, we were starting from scratch. So one of the things I said is I want to make sure that since the moment I sell my first policy, the moment I quote my first policy, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then I sell, and then I buy in the policy, I do all that, I started recording myself on Loom. So we use Loom video literally to record myself to document our processes. In Puerto Rico, we had everything in paper. We had a PDF for all that. Um, actually, my first assistant in Puerto Rico back in 2008, we my first processes were documented handwritten by one of my assistants in 2006, 2008, 2008, I'm sorry, uh, handwritten. And that's what we used to build year after year after year uh, from a handwritten document to a nice PDF. And then, you know, like a little, um, not a book, but a small document, right? For Florida, technology was better. Things were better. I decided to record myself. So I did Loom videos with the steps. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not going to meet with you. We're going to do our, our, our either our weekly meetings or bi-weekly meetings, and we're going to discuss different things. We communicate every day, every second through Slack. That's important. Communication is crucial. Um, and then you let them know the responsibilities. How can they help you? Me, I always talk about this. I hate agency management systems. No disrespect to anyone. It's not that I hate right. them. They're, they're a great tool. They're going to make you better. They're going to make you successful. They are amazing for reporting and things like that. But sitting down and putting in heat churn, date of birth, license number, blah, 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 the VIN number. Because remember, depending on your state, some carriers will download all that. Others won't. So where we are in Florida, most of them do not download. In Puerto Rico, none of them download. So it's it's it, it gets bad. If you're in Ohio or Texas or other states, you get a lot of downloads, right? So it's easier. But then for us, we have to do basically input everything manually. So I figured the best use of my time is to hire away, right? Those non-revenue tasks, like for example, Dr. Billy Williams teaches a lot of that saying, hey, hire out the non-revenue tax so your tasks so your licensed people can take care of what's uh, of the real thing, which is and not that the other thing is not real, of the things that actually earn or generate revenue for the agency. Yeah, so, no, I agree. So you set them up for success by spending time with them via Zoom and having a, an open communication channel, whether you use Teams or Slack or whatever. You got to communicate with them. Do not assume everything is going to be fine. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And I can throw another name out there because he pays me to. But <laughs> my, my good friends over at CoverDesk do a great job here with that. And But what I would say is, um, and if you're looking for a good one, go to CoverDesk.com. But anyway, no, uh, <laughs> no, what I would say would be you have to almost treat them. Okay, I shouldn't say almost. You have to treat your virtual assistants like a regular team member on your team. Like, they're no different than yep. someone sitting next to you in the office. They're just yep. across the pond or across the country in another country, whatever. They're in Puerto Rico or they're in Mexico or they're wherever you hire them from. But if you don't treat them like a part of your team with regular communication, regular trainings, you know, all of those types of things, then of course it's not going to work. Those people that call me and say, I called CoverDesk and I hired somebody and it didn't work, or I called so-and-so and it didn't work, or I called this, I got a VA and it didn't work. Well, did you spend time with them? I'm like, well, you know, it's just as easy for me to put it in than just tell them to do it and do all this. And by the time they put it in, I could have done it myself. I'm like, yeah, in the beginning, once you get them trained, then all you got to do is just zip it over to them. They get it done and it's done. 
or yeah. set up integration or some sort of automation to where it just automatically goes to him, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I think you actually said in my podcast <laughs> one time you're gonna get in life uh, as much as you put in, right? Same thing yeah. goes for you. And you said those words, and I still use them all the time. And I give you credit. Don't 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 think okay, I good. don't. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's you got to put in the time. You got to put in the you effort. Do. There's no excuse. There's no freaking excuse. There's Zoom right now. You can meet each other. I mean, there's there's if you use Google Workspace, which we do, um, you have cha- I mean Teams and channels and things like that. If you use Microsoft Office, you can use Teams. I mean, there's so many things for you to communicate with them, but you have to communicate. It's a uh, well, yeah, and I think and it, it's crazy. Like some people think they can only you can only hire a virtual assistant for back office stuff. I know people that have hired them for you know prospecting, or to oh, yeah. call um, call lenders, or call realtors, or call this. Or you can't have forward facing. In fact. I work with a, a virtual assistant that loves American movies. And like, we talk about it all the time and the movies she watches and she's got very strong English. You would not even be able to tell. It'd be like talking to you. You have a little bit of an accent, but I can understand you most of the time. But <laughs> at the same time, like you could, I could easily trust, you know, that virtual assistant to call a lender to say, Hey, what you got on your desk? Heath would love to quote some you know stuff for you or, you know, call a realtor or call, you know, a client and say, Hey, I'd love to do some updates on your contact info, whatever it might be. You could get really far with a virtual assistant. Oh, super far. And let me tell you one thing. This is no different than in the 1970s. You had the president or the CEO of a very successful insurance agency in, you know, uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. What did they all have? Secretaries, Right. And what did the secretary do? He would tell them, pick up the phone and call Heath and tell him, we're going to record an episode for the with Mr. Mayor of the insurance town, right? That's what they did. So this is no different. It's just right. now they're doing it remotely. Was the secretary more or less? They were a professional as well. That's why most of the people like to call them professional remote workers, because the type of work they do, and again, we have a friend who's super successful, just setting appointments. They're not selling yes. insurance. They're not doing yeah. anything. They're just calling and setting up appointments. And who cares about the language? Who care? I mean, about the accent? Who cares about any of that? If you get, if I call hundred people, she calls hundred people, and she gets me 20, 40, 50 appointments. I don't care. That's she did what she had to do. Yeah. Now I got to show up, and now I got to talk about insurance and do the things that I have to do. And I agree with you. It's a. It's. You got to put in the effort and, and they they can be as powerful as you want them to be. And, and you establish report. They love working for us. I mean, I'm super kind. I, I, I And you know me, my culturally as a Latino and Puerto Rican, I'm all about being, you know, very caring and as much loving as I can. My virtual assistant, she logs in uh, every morning and she just writes a message on Slack. Hey, Ari, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I put emojis. I put hearts. Wow, glad. Hope you had a good night's sleep. Things like that. She's part of the team. No matter what, they are part of the team. And and you know, maybe I got a little bit passionate about it, <laughs> the virtual assistant no. thing. But it's they work. They actually yes. insurance companies are using them. No, so I completely agree. And, and I think this is good. You know, I, I love talking to you because I never know. We could try to script something out, but we're never going to stay there. No, but I, I never. 
But what I do love is because there's a lot of listeners out here on, on this show. Um, and if we were to listen to fun, we probably have a lot of similar audience of, yeah, we've got some large ranges, but there's a lot of those smaller agencies between, you know, let's say one and eight people in the agency that are trying to scratch a living, get by and do this or that. And, you know, not everyone can have every plaque on the wall and have all of this stuff and that and the other, but to be able to utilize technology, utilize virtual assistants, utilize some of those tools at your desk, you can be as successful as you want to be. You don't have to have, you know, a bank behind you or some large conglomerate. You don't have to do that. If you want to be successful, you can do that. I agree. I agree hundred percent. There's, there's, the resources are, are out there and, and investing. And this is, you know, people like Gary V say hire fast, uh, fire faster or things like that. Yeah. There's resources out there and, and we cannot do this alone. Again, there's no right or wrong. If you want to be a one man shop and you want to stay like that because yeah. you don't like, you don't like having team members or bosses or somebody underneath you for you to manage. There's nothing wrong with that. That's okay. Not at all. But if you want to scale like 99% of us want to do, and you know, there's this, there's this saying that everybody has a number, right? And there's a lot of BS, bless you. There's a lot of BS saying around whether, no, I don't have a number, blah, listen, we all have. I, if you ask my number five years ago, before Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, I was going to say until I make $10 million a year, uh, I'm not going to be happy. That's my goal. I want to make $10 million a year. And I will literally tell you that. After the hurricane, we lost everything, lost the agency, you know, all hell broke loose. Things got, you know, I put things into perspective a little bit different. Now I want to spend more time with my family. So maybe not 10, maybe five. So, and I'm not saying that's, it could be anyone's number. What do I have to do to get to that number, right? And 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 do I need to hire a virtual assistant? Do I need to keep growing the book? Do I need to, unless your dad owns the Home Depot and you handle that account, it's almost impossible for you. By the way, if your dad owns the Home Depot and you handle that account, you probably have at least five or 10 CSRs working on that account. So not even you can do that by yourself, right? So what do we use? What, what tools, what resources? There's so many out there and definitely technology and virtual assistants are part of it now. They're just, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Yeah, so whether you're talking to somebody PAA or one city world tour event or any other speaking events that you do, what is, you know, when you have someone come up to you like, Hey, I'm, I'm just starting from scratch last year and I'm doing da, da, da. What, what's some advice that you can give me? What's uh, another, another piece of advice or some of the first pieces of advice that you give someone starting out. Cause you've been in this a long time now. You've been started about the same time, almost 20 years now. Um, what would you say to help you, to be able to hang with the big dogs, even though you're a one man show or a two man show. Yeah. You got, you want to swim with the sharks. You got to join the sharks, right? You got to jump into the water with them. And and there's many different ways you can do it. Uh, My first advice will always be education. I am a strong believer. You can soft skills, right? About soft, about sales, marketing, things like that. There's plenty out there. You listen to guys like Ryan Hanley, Bradley Flowers. I mean, they can show you, and teach you a lot of that. And that's amazing. But at the end of the day, you're still selling an insurance policy. You got to have insurance education as well. So that would be my number one. My number two, you got to get involved in the industry. I don't care if you want to get involved with PIA or the big guy or whatever. Be as as much involved as you can. I belong to three different organizations. 
And of course, my heart, it's it's set with PIA because that's where I grew and that's who I learned and that's who I'm very passionate about. But that doesn't mean the other ones are bad or not. It just means that's the one that I'm more invested with because I sure. believe a lot in them. But I'm also invested now with the LAIA, which is the Latin American Association of Insurance Agents, which they're huge in Florida, right? But now we're working together. There's a lot of collaboration, but I am involved. So I try to be as much involved as I can. And here's the trick to, and I see this a lot on the IOA and Facebook groups like that. Why would I belong to any of those organizations? Who care? Well, many reasons. One of them, it's going to be, you remember that appointment you want with Travelers or Progressive, and you still have not been able to get it for the last year, two years. Guess what? When you start going to those activities and start going to those conventions, Who's going to be there? The, the travelers or progressive rep, right? Or any yeah. other carrier. And now you're going to have a conversation at the activity, at the convention, at the conference, at the CE, at the whatever. And you're going to meet that person and say, hey, by the way, I've been trying, blah, blah, blah. But that person seen or that rep seeing you involved in that organization right there at that point in time is going to elevate their the, the way they look at you, right? Because now they know not only you're just a guy trying to get or a girl trying to get an appointment, you're somebody that cares enough to belong to an industry organization. So now the appointment becomes a little bit easier or manageable, right? hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I mean, that, that. that will be my second thing. And my third and last thing to anybody starting out, I know it sucks. I know it's, we still got to put out fires every day. I know we quote, you know, 50 cases, we only close 20 and we get frustrated. But if you're starting out, especially if you're starting out, take the time to build the processes, right? Yes. Build it now. You don't want to go back and look at this when you already have 5,000 policies in your books. Build them now because if you embed, and again, just to set up my automation and everything for my floor, my agency in Florida, it took me three months of waking almost at four in the morning, two, three times a week, setting everything up to make sure it was done. And to make sure, and I still review that twice a year, right? And I go back and I look at it, but it took me three months to actually set it up to the way I wanted. Okay. So invest your time and your effort in setting up your agency the right way. And again, the only perfect thing in the world is God, right? Nothing else is perfect. Right. We're not going to be always perfect, but we're always going to try to be. And, and if you set up your agency, the automations, the AMS, everything, how do you how do you want to express yourself to your clients and things like that? You spend the time doing that with your systems and your processes. You're going to be very successful in 2023. So I can, you can see the numbers. I swear to God, you spend the first, the first half of 2023 setting up your agency. You're going to make twice as much in the second half. You're going to double your revenues. I can almost guarantee you that because remember now you're not going to be spending any time doing any of that. You're going to be spending a lot of time on the sales part and the servicing of our clients, which is what we're all about. Yeah, no, I completely agree. What what I get a lot, I get a lot of phone calls, um, whether it's people that listen to the show or they want a consultant or they're calling just to shoot the, you know what, you know, I have a lot of agents that'll reach out or they'll text me or call me or see me on LinkedIn. And, you know, they'll be talking about, you know, I want to grow and get to the next level, this, that, and the other. And I'll ask them just simple questions of like, tell me about the day to day in your agency. And so many things that they talk about and so much of their time is spent spinning wheels, yep. you know, and they don't have those processes, whether it's a retention process or a new business process or claims, pro whatever those processes are, they don't have those in place. 
So they're ended up spending four and five hours a day doing nothing. Busy work is what we say. And we don't, you know, I don't condone busy work at all. I'd rather you be productive, obviously. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, a lot of people are like, oh, when I come in, I open up my emails and then it's just from there, I'm just fighting fires all day and I'm just answering emails and I'm just doing this. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. And they're like, yeah, and someone may call for a quote and I don't have time to get to it because I'm in my emails. I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. You know, that call is the first important thing that should get into. And then from there, like, what happens when the phone rings? When you answer that phone, when you're getting a quote, step by step by step, you should have it all mapped out. So that's a simple, easy process. And once you get that repetitive over and over and done, you're going to be able to be so much more successful and not waste time doing other mundane, silly things that you could not spend your time doing. You know what I'm saying? I completely understand. And, and at the end of the day, success, right, is the compounding effect of many, many uh, wins, right? So you win, 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 win. You start compounding that, and that's how you achieve achieve success, however you want to define or look success uh, in your own way, right? But there's a lot of things that go on. For example, when we document the processes, and when I started, I go from even answering the call, the phone. How do you answer the phone? I want everybody in the office to say, thank you for calling the insurance agency. Good morning. Good afternoon. How can I help you? But the word thank you must be must always be the first one. And that th- it goes, right? And I do a keynote on this, which is called, it's all about the little things, right? Or it's the little things that matter. It's the actual title of the keynote. And one of the things I love, it's those little things about thank you. Does it mean you're going to close 100% of the leads or the, of the referrals that come in? No, you're not going to close 100%. Nobody is. So, I mean, I can talk about agencies like Bob Klinger or Chris Paradiso. They are probably two of the most successful to the bone. I mean, to the details, they just put it at a whole nother level, right? But it takes years to get there. So you start with the little things, you start with documenting those processes. And and like you mentioned, and I don't want to sound repetitive, but even the way you set up an email, like you get an automation and you have great programs like Agency Zoom, Better Agency and some others for the CRM that they already include the copy on that and the content. But still, I'm the first one to go out and encourage everyone. I want you to tweak that. I want you to put in all my emails, say, good morning, Heath. Hope you're doing great or hope this email finds you well, right? So a lot of people say, no, you write a lot too much on the emails. Maybe I do, but you know what? That's who I am. I ain't going to change that. And, yeah. And I'm going to interrupt do, you. No, no, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. Finish your sentence. Sorry. And the people who do business with me, they do business with me and they stay with me and my team because we do that. So if you want to leave, leave. But the ones who stay, they want to keep seeing that because that's what made them attractive to you if you want to put it in those terms. No, 100%. Oh, my gosh. You're about to get me out. Okay, you just triggered me because one of the things that I hate. Okay, first of all, if you're going to, I love what you're saying because what you're saying is is great and having those automations, having those things. But I think you have to have one of your first processes after you do, like you said, the greeting is, oh, gosh, I'm about to lose it. So when you've got your management (laughs) system and you're setting that or your CRM or whatever it might be, make sure everyone's entering in the data in there the same way. Don't put like, for example, when I get an email from an automation, it says, hello, he comma, but it's all caps under he, I know it's an automated email and I just don't even read it. Make sure it's all entered in the same way. Make sure you spell the names right. Don't leave it blank. I got an email 
two days ago on LinkedIn, whatever it was. And it said, dear customer name here or prospect name here, comma, blah, blah. They forgot to change the automation. They I didn't have my that. name and they just had prospect name here. And I was like, this is an automated email. I'm out. I deleted it. So make sure you're entering all the information in there correctly. Don't put, you know, all caps on the business name and misspell it or put uh, Dear Insurance Inc. Da, 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 because you know that's automated. You're not going to put it in an email. You know, I'm so happy working with Dear Insurance Inc. It's going to be, you know, you're going to cut the ink off and maybe call it Dear Insurance, whatever. I just think you have to make sure you check those things so when those automations go out, they don't look like a canned email. Yeah, that's why oh, I'm I, I got you, triggered. No, no, no. I love it. I love it. You can go on as many rants as you want. That's why I love telling people whoever asked me about this. I mean, if you want my opinion, here's my opinion. You got to tweak it to your agency's culture. Yeah. I don't care if you're a 100 employee agency or if you're a one man shop, you have a culture. You have a way of speaking to your clients. Uh, if you're the introverted kind of guy and you're all straight to the point, Keep it straight to the point because that's who you are, right? And that goes back to being authentic and many other things, but you got to tweak it to yourself. Use that copy. If it works perfect for you, fine, then you don't have to do anything. Right. But but if it doesn't work perfect or you believe there's some things you might want to add, and again, look at your state. Look at the, the, the clients you serve, the communities you serve. It's not all the same. It never is. But yeah, I, I go back. I think you're exactly right, especially whether you're in Florida, dealing with the stuff you're dealing with, California, they've got their issues, or really right now, wherever you are in the country, we're all, I think, headed into a hard market for a little bit. Oh, yeah. And so you've got to figure out what sets you apart from everybody else. You know, my man Dylan Reed came on my show last week and talked about the sea of sameness. And you've got to get out of that where you don't look like every other agency. And if you are going to use those automations, don't make it look like a canned email. You know, don't make it look that way. Go in there and tweak it a little bit. Whatever your tags are, make sure you use those correctly. You got to do it. You got to spend the time. Um, remember, if you spend enough time caring and loving your business, you're going to make a lot of money. You're going to grow. You're going to be successful because whatever you put in, you're going to get out. Right. And, and, and at the end of the day, as insurance professionals and as insurance agents and as insurance agency owners, whatever position you have, a producer or CSR, our end goal is always to help people, and that's what makes us unique, right? And and when a client calls you and said, I just had a total loss, or when a client calls you and say, my son just had a car accident, and he they had to bring a chopper to get him out of here, you know, or, or my house got burned down, that's when it all matters. And and, and I don't want to sound catastrophic or whatever. Um, it's just understand that all the things you do prior to that most important moment that your client is actually going to need you, they're all going to set you up for a lot of success, right? And and it all goes back from starting with your processes and automation and documenting everything and and protecting yourself, of course, of an ENO, which is one of the things, by the way, sorry for that. One of the most amazing things about automation, and I think I only heard across the country one person talk about this, only one. It's Automation also helps you prevent ENO if it's done in the right way, of course, because you have a client saying, you never notify me of my renewal. You go to your emails and you go to your automation and it says there's three emails sent out, one of them for your review, another one announcing it was coming up, and there were two text messages sent out. That goes out, that has to go to court. Of course, you never know what a judge or a, or a jury of your peers is going to decide, but if that has to go to court, 
your ENO attorney is going to be very happy presenting that evidence saying there was three emails out and two text messages out notifying of a renewal, right? And I use renewal just as an example, but it also helps prevent ENO. So imagine, and, and I don't know if somebody ever happened, I mean, uh, somebody ever went through this, just looking at your desk back in the day when it was all paper policies and all that. I know you're going through all your renewals and you had a process for that, but still one of your uh, book retention specialists, she missed to send one out or review it or something. Well, all, nowadays, all that is basically done automatically. So your job as an agent is to review that renewal, make sure yeah. the client has the best option and let the client know whether it's the best option to renew or are we going to chop around because it's not the best option or we're going to change it, right? You still got to do that job. But notifications, that should never be a problem for e purposes because your CRM or your AMS is going to do that for you. So, Yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. The other thing that I think about is, you know, back in, you know, earlier days before they had, you know, uh, the internet phones or whatnot, uh, voiceover, They'd be like, I told them on the phone and you'd have everything in writing. Nowadays, you can save those phone calls that are recorded and put them into your file. So you've got to be like, hey, I told you on February 1st, 2023, blah, 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 blah. I, you know, I oh, offered yeah. you, I offered you this coverage. And like, no, you didn't. And, you know, if you've got it in your file documented and you've got it recorded and you've got the three emails and two text messages. You're set. And I oh, yeah. love that you can record those email or record those uh, phone calls now. Yep. And people are awesome. And I would say 99% of the people and the, the customers we serve and almost every agency serves, they they love our service, right? They enjoy working right. with us. They they feel we provided a solution for them. And that's what we're all about, right? Providing solutions. But sure. there's always going to be that 0.0001% that might be an asshole. And, and we had yeah. to deal with one, I think, for the first time in 19 years the other day. And I was I was at awe. I was at shock. I was like, what is wrong with this person? It's like she requested something at 9 in the morning. We sent it back at 11 in the morning. And that person went bananas. I mean, crazy. Because... We took a lot of time to send the documents. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I'm like, that's not how it works, you know? So no, you're exactly right. And so, you know, we've talked about you know, a lot of different technologies and we've talked about a lot of different things you can utilize within your agency. And I, and I want to kind of circle back to, you know, kind of the beginning of what we were talking about. I think it all goes back to one of the things you first started off talking about, and it has to go back to the culture of your agency. You have to know your staff, your personnel, you know, and, you know, be able to work with your team in that, within that environment, whether you hire to match that, or if you just, you know, whatever that looks like, I think you have to be able to know your audience, know your team and know what you're working with and be able to train them properly on that. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And you have to make, and one thing we did really cool when we changed agency management system, um, I brought my team. So we hire a conference room at a hotel out of the office. Phones down. Nobody's going to be at the office. Unfortunately, we're going to be closed today from 12 to 5 or whatever. Um, and we all went out to a hotel. We had a nice lunch. Then we had a cocktail. And we just discussed about, you know, we had we did a couple of demos together in the hotel conference room, we just sat down apart and say, hey, this is what we have. This is what I look into. This is what I love. Now, let me know what you guys think about. Is this oh, because you know what? I'm not the one who's going to be doing that. I hate brilliant. it. I, 
<laughs> so I want to make sure whoever's going to be doing that feels comfortable enough to be doing it. And again, I do I do input things into the AMS. I'm, I'm, I'm I still do that almost every day, but I try to do as you know as little as possible. So I want to make sure whoever's going to spend the most time doing that. Um, they understand. But even in Puerto Rico, we had a claim specialist, right? At a point in time, we had to have two. And that person, she needs to understand the AMS 100% because she needs to pull down policy. She needs to, to you know, write notes in the system. She needs to do so many things and print a claim report. I mean, I want to make sure she understands 100% what's going to be done with the AMS and she feels comfortable or he feels comfortable with what they're doing. And that's the way we did it. And that's how we changed from phone system to agency management system. And back in the day when that happened, there was no CRM yet, um, or at least not a, which by the way, I started building a CRM with Soho, right? I don't know if you ever heard of Soho Technologies years ago. They were, I mean, they're huge now. Soho is huge, but they don't do, they, they have their own CRM for sales and things like that. But you were able to customize that. So I spent like two years building that thing and then it was not even as maybe 10% had the capacity of what something like Agency Zoom now has a day. So we used that CRM for, I don't know, maybe three years. And then we were able to get the real CRMs, as they called them. Um, life was just a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can imagine. So, okay. Uh, talk to me a little bit. Okay, so now you've got the agency going. You've got your culture, you're you're growing, you're involved in, you know, a lot of different things going on out there. And I think a lot of people listen, you know, are, are involved in a lot of different things going on too. Um, as far as, you know, being involved in the community, whether it's your insurance community or your local community or whatever it might be, you know, what would you tell an agency owner as far as, obviously you got to be involved in the community. You've got to be involved. You've got to be seen and known. And you have other side projects and you're involved in your church and you're involved in the school basketball program or football team or whatever, soccer, dance, whatever. How, how do you, as a small business owner, how do you wrap your head around all of those things, be a great dad and run a great agency all at the same time? It's hard. It's, I can tell you, it's super hard. It's not easy. It takes a lot of, uh, I am blessed enough to wake up in the morning and say, thank you, God, for another day. Go kiss my wife, my daughter, and, and blessed enough to go to work and just be happy, you know, and, and and enjoy what I do. And, of course, I'm stressed out. And, again, I'm putting fires, too. There's no magic pill for this. We're all in the same boat together. Um, but I still, at the end of the day, I'm just happy. I just go have a glass of wine or a drink or whatever uh, sometimes. And, and I'm like, man, today was a tough day. Or today was a good day. So it it takes you, you got to love what you do, right? Especially in, in the insurance industry. So, you know, being involved with the community, one of the first things I did at, uh, when we started Deer in Jacksonville, I sponsored my daughter's elementary school, right? And we, we partnered with the PTO. And not only would that give us a lot of presence, there's a banner outside of school where I put my huge head in the banner for people to recognize <laughs> us. And it's funny, dude, I see we go to Publix. There's a Publix right next to my house. And I have literally had kids come and stop me and say, hey, mom, that's the insurance guy. It's just hilarious. That is awesome. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you can't, I'm, I have a huge head, you know, a big and fat with a big head. <laughs> you can't miss that. So part of the sponsorship included, and I didn't know that the first time, now I do, they put the same banner they put on the fence outside. They put it on the kids' folders. Every kid 
1,300 kid brings home a folder from school every day and every sponsor, right? You get to be present there. And I was like, whoa, I had no idea about that. Because, of course, I'm not the smart guy. So my wife handles all the education part with our yeah. daughter. Um, but, yeah, getting involved, it's, it's, it's hard. It's tough. But one thing, and this is probably what I'm the most passionate about because I got very sick after the Hurricane Maria. We work over 2,800 claims, um, 20 hours a day for nine months. I got very sick. I ended up in the emergency room. But, you know, it's, it was bad. It was really bad. As of today, that was back in 2017. I have still not fully recovered. I take a lot of medicine for high blood pressure and things like that, that I should not be taking at 41. And, you know, crazy stuff. But I learned one thing. It's number one, your family's first. Because your clients, if you died or something happens, unfortunately, as much as they can cry you, they're going to find another agency, right? And they're going to work with somebody else. So there's not, your family won't find another dad or another husband. So I made a priority that whatever I do, that's why we're recording today, um, because today is a day that I don't have to be out at six o'clock with my daughter at some sports. So unless I'm traveling for work or speaking at a conference or a PIA meetings or whatever, I shut down the office at 536 o'clock, no matter what, what was done, it's done. Um, unfortunately, you might lose a client or two every now and then. It can happen. You will be surprised 99% of the time. Nobody's going to be mad at you. But take the time to spend that, you know, that time with your family. That's, I learned it the hard way. And again, if you don't care anything about your family, do whatever you want to do. But for right. me, I, re- I realized I lost almost a year of my daughter's life after Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, because all I did was work claims. And I got sick and I don't wish that upon anyone. The most humbling calls and emails were when clients found out, thousands of clients found out I was sick. And I now I had to step down a little bit and take it easy. The amount of text messages that clients will send me, please take care of yourself and your family. Forget about the claims. I don't care about my claim now. We'll work on that later. I just want you to be okay. That was my most humbling experience ever. That's as an insurance, because that means people care about you because I've been taking care of them for 15 years at that point in time. So my biggest recommendation, you know, be in the community, invest as much as you can, you know, manage your calendar. And I don't want to get into that because that's a whole nother episode. Um, and if you guys don't know who Billy Wagner is, learn about him. He, yes. he can preach about managing a calendar. And I, it has taken me years to learn that. But luckily now I can follow guys like him and learn from you and many others. You got to manage your calendar. That is sacred. That is sacred. There's always going to be emergencies, of course. There's always going to be a client calling you on a Saturday. Hey, I'm buying a new Tesla or a new car. What do I have to do with my insurance, right? That's going to happen. And it's okay. That's the business we have chosen. I always remember, I forgot which mafia movie. Um, Unless you inherited your agency from your grandfather or your uncle or your father, you stayed in insurance because you chose to stay. You could have gone. You could have gone anywhere you wanted to go. Right? You yeah. study accounting, you could go work at you know Price Waterhouse or whatever, but you decided to be the CFO of a large insurance agency or of a wholesaler or something. You made that decision. You decided to sell insurance. So it's the life we chose, and that's why I always say that hearing actually, I think I'm going to tweet that later on. Um, so I say it's the life we chose, but we also chose our family, our wife, right? Because you chose her unless somebody imposed it to you, which I hope not. Um, spend the time, take that time away. Yep. And your team as well. Your team is valuable. It's uh, 
you take care of your team. And Richard Branson, the, the, the owner of Virgin, Virgin Records says this, take care of your team and they will take care of your clients. Educate Agreed. your team, yep. help them grow. And, and, and one of the things I love the most about following him, he wants, uh, he has a huge, fa- a very famous quote that says, somebody asked me, why do I invest so much time on my team if they can just go out and start another company and be my competition? My answer to that, and which is Richard Branson's answer to that is, what if they don't leave, right? What's going to happen if they don't leave? You never thought about training somebody and that CSR or that producer because you think he was going to be your competition. What happens if he stays with you 30 years? For 30 years, he was not doing, or maybe not doing, but he wasn't doing things the best way possible. Not the right way. Let's just say that, but not the best way possible. So invest in your team, understand that the uh, Brett Young uh, talk about it uh, during the One City World Tour, you know, understand what your team is going through. And your team comes in, they put 100% effort, and he said something very shocking. And I had a similar situation with one of my team members in Puerto Rico. It's like, he comes or she comes to work or he comes to work and they're going through a divorce. That doesn't mean the moment they come into the office, the divorce is gone. That's still in the back of their mind. That's yes. still in their heart. They're, they're, they're humans, right? So understand that as you divide yourself, understand your team, understand your communities, understand everything around the industry, but your family should always come first. That's, uh, I think that's probably my biggest advice. I, lo- I love that. And that's a perfect place to start wrapping up. So I do want to ask you, okay, so... Um, if you love this guy even more uh, and you want to hear more about him, he's got his own show and it's not a hundred percent, but it's like 99% in Spanish, correct? Uh, we're 60, 40. So we're 60, okay, 60%, 60% in Spanish. We do. I mean, uh, so just to be clear, we do episodes in Spanish and episodes in English. So not okay. that half the show is going to be a, uh, yeah. So it's called fun insurance solutions. It's a, it's an insurance podcast, just like yours designed to help agencies grow and take their career and, and insurance professionals, because I get a lot of uh, claims adjusters as well and underwriters that listen to it, uh, whether it's from the from the States or from Puerto Rico. Um, I was humble enough. Now I got like 12 more countries listening in That's from amazing. Pa- Panama, Colombia, Dominican Republic. Um, when I got the Buzzsprout report, which you and I were discussing that earlier, yeah. all of a sudden now it's uh, when you think about how uh, Scott Howell says on his podcast, you know, insurance agents from around the world, it's we have the capacity through our platforms to reach people all over the world. So it's, it's 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 impressive. And it's so cool that you have that. So again, if you are, or if you have people in your agency that are Spanish speaking, or even if you have, you know, a Hispanic, you know, VA, or if you've got someone that, you know, may not speak English as their first language, maybe they can come over to fun and listen Yep. And here's some stuff in their native language, um, because I think that's really cool because there's a lot more Hispanic community and that's a whole other podcast for another day too. <laughs> there's a lot of Hispanic community. They're getting in our industry. I've got a client of mine that's solely, you know, Spanish speaking and works with saying Spanish speaking. And I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's super it's cool. Because there's a big need for it. Um, especially, you know, in Arkansas, I know the amount of Hispanics here and in Texas. And so anyway, um, whole other ball game, but yeah, go to fun insurance solutions, check it out. You can see his big fat head on the logo. <laughs> half of uh, it, half of it, only half, half of it. There you go. It takes up even half takes up the whole screen. I'm just kidding. Um, Ariel, you're like my brother from another mother in another country. And I love you to death. 
So tell them real quick, if they want to find you, uh, what's the best way someone could email you? I told about the podcast, but yep, email yep, thank you, you, find yeah, you, you, reach out, whatever. Yeah. The best way to contact me is connect with me on Facebook, connect with me on LinkedIn. You're going to find me, Ariel uh, Ariel, uh, just like the Little Mermaid. That's why the mayor calls me and many friends, the Merman. Um, and then last name Rivera, which is river with the A at the end, Rivera, um, like the famous football coach, Ron Rivera. Uh, so yeah, connect with me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, I love connecting with people and more importantly, I love helping people. Yeah. My podcast, you can find it in Apple, Android, and Spotify. Uh, so we market through, I mean, we use both the three of those platforms and I love you, brother. I enjoy every second we spend together and, and I look forward to the next time we see each other, hopefully in May, hopefully we'll see each other in May. I hope so. Okay. We're gonna Last we're gonna take I... over Congress and help independent agents across the country. Yes, we know, are keep I, keep yeah. our doors open and, and make be more profitable. I agree. All right, here we go. I'm gonna put this out there live on my show. We're gonna have a little bet here. Who's gonna have a better season next year? The Titans or the Jags? Oh, a hundred percent the Jags. Oh hundred percent the Jags. All right, so here's the deal. If you're right on that. The next year at One City, I will wear Jaguars gear all year, the whole time. If ah, I, let's do if it. If it's the Titans, I'm getting you Titans gear, and you're wearing Titans gear the whole week at One City. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm in, and and, and we'll right. shake hands, virtually shake hands on that. Um, and, yeah, I'm going to get you a Trevor Lawrence jersey. Uh, right. You're going to have a Derrick Henry jersey. Don't you that, worry about it. I actually love Derrick Henry, so I won't mind having one. <laughs> right. Those. But yeah, dude, the, the Jaguars, I mean, we're building. It's uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. The future we're in the same beautiful. conference. So we see yep. each other twice oh, a year. I know. But. We also got to see Kansas City, which, you know, oh, oh it's so tough. <laughs> it is. All right. But, we're, dude, thank you so much. And we're, we're doing it. Be, be on the lookout. We'll record another podcast. We're going to say Titans rule once we have a better season. Well, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you for everything. Take care. Yep. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for hanging out with me and my main man, Ariel Rivera, on the show today. Guys, reach out to me as you guys did about Ariel, and uh, I would love to get uh, your suggestions on the show. Uh, I love hearing from you. I had a great conversation the other day, actually today, with somebody uh, that reached out from the show to talk to me about some things they've got going on, and I love hearing from you. Go to uh, email me at heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. If you have an idea for your own show, uh, go to getreadysetpodcast.com. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.